Welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it up. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. Good morning, Life Church. So good to be back here in Green Bay, praise God. I want to just say grace and peace to you today from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, it's good to be at the early service. Uh, That's where the dedicated people come to church, at the early service. And so I know we got a bunch of dedicated folk in the house this morning. (laughs) I want to first just honor your pastor, Pastor Sean, Pastor Sonny, for having me back. Uh, I guess I did okay last time. I guess it was about a year ago, uh, a year ago, probably May, I think last year that I was here and uh, had such a great time uh, meeting you guys, such a wonderful church and great pastors. Um, I, I, I know you already know that your pastors are gems, right? Uh, that, uh, yeah. yeah. And so uh, not only great pastors, but great people. And uh, Pastor Tracy, my wife and I have just come to love your pastors and uh, have great, developed a great friendship with them. And uh, we have been with them a number of times outside of here. And so I think God has just uh, connected us with them in a special way. And so I'm just glad to be back here with you guys. Amen. Uh, I think that I shared with you, oh, my wife is with me, Pastor Tracy. Let me not be remiss uh, mentioning her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've been married 30 years now, and so, uh, yeah, and, and we've been together 40 years, uh, so we've been together a long time. I think I was about eight years old when we got together, and so, uh, so we were elementary school project that got out of hand, if you understand, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she works alongside me in ministry. She oversees operations of our church, and uh, yeah, so we've been together a long time, 10 years before we gave, gave our heart to Christ, 30 years after giving our heart to Christ and being married, and so it's been a great journey, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Uh, I, I want to uh, share some scripture with you. Uh, I think if you remember um, last time I was here, uh, one of the things I like to tell churches when I go, that this, this is an equal opportunity church. Uh, that means that I, I don't have to be the one doing all the talking. <laughs> that means y'all can, y'all can talk back to the preacher some, right? I, I like atmospheres where they talk back to the preacher because it kind of lets me know maybe I've hit a vein or maybe something's resonating. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will park right there and just drive that point home even the more. All right? So th- you can say, that's good, preacher. That's good, pastor. Preach. You know, you know, I'll, I'll slap you, I'll slap you, you preaching so good. I, just something, just say something to let me know you're in the house. Amen? Amen. Amen. There you go. So uh, how many like to laugh? Let me, let me see your hands. You like to laugh. Okay. Some of you don't like to laugh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to share something funny with you. If it's not funny, amuse me and laugh anyway, all right? <clears throat> so there's this guy. He's a very mean, <clears throat> very mean guy, uh, somewhat of a bully. 
And uh, he goes into a restaurant and he sits down to order his meal and he bangs on the table very hard, asks the waitress to rush over to him and he bangs, he says, I'm hungry. <clears throat> and she said, well, what would you have, sir? He said, uh, bring me a cheeseburger. He said, not too rare, not too well done, but right in the groove. She kind of steps back, she doesn't know what he means. She's about to walk off. He said, oh, and bring me some french fries. Not too soft, not too crispy, but right in the groove. And then she's about to walk off. He said, hold on, bring me something to drink. Not too tart, not too sweet, but right in the groove. He bangs on the table. He says, now hurry up and tell that chef I'm hungry. She runs off. She comes back a couple of minutes later, empty-handed. He said, I thought I told you I was hungry. Where's my food? She said, the chef wanted me to tell you you can kiss his behind. <laughs> not to the left, not to the right. Right in the groove. So the next time someone's mean to you, just look at them and say, right in the groove. <laughs> they don't know what you mean, but you know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I want to read a story from you, Numbers chapter 13. <clears throat> it's quite a long story, so I'm going to jump around some verses here and make it make sense. You guys are familiar with the story. You're a part of a great teaching church here. And so Numbers chapter 13, verse 17, it says, And Moses sent them out to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get thee up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell of therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. Jump down to verse 23. And they came unto the brook of Esco and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff. And they bought of the pomegranates and of the figs. Jump down to verse 30. It says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able uh, to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they bought up an evil report of the land. Here's what I want you to see. Which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it. It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. I want to just take a few moments here, and I want to talk to you something I entitled this message called, Do You Want What Comes With It? Do you want what comes with it? I think this is a question that we all need to ask ourselves as it relates to our Christianity, as it relates to uh, us following after God, the blessings of God, the promises of God. But I've learned in life and in my Christian walk with God, there are some things that often come with it. Here in the scriptures, it says that Israel went out to spy out the land. And what they discovered were grapes big grapes, like giant-sized grapes grown for giants, so big that it took two of them to put a cluster of them on a staff to carry them. The grapes represent the proof because they were to take the grapes back to show everyone what they had found. The grapes represent uh, the property. The grapes represent the product. The grapes represent the prizes. The grapes represent the prosperity. The grapes represent the promises of God. And the story would be perfect if it would have just stopped at the grapes. But it went on to say they brought up an evil report, and then it says, and there we saw the giants. 
The giants represent the predators. The giants represent the prohibitors. The giants represent the pressure. The giants represent the process. The giants oftentimes represent the problem. My question to you this morning, Life Church, it isn't do you want the property? The question is do you want the predators that come with it? My question isn't do you want the prosperity? My question is do you want to go through the process that often comes with it? My question isn't, do you want the promises of God? My question is, do you want to deal with the persecution that comes with it? My question isn't, do you want the grapes? I'm sure everyone in here under the sound of my voice and who of you watching me online, you want the grapes. My question is, do you want to deal with war with, fight off, and even kill the giants that often come with it? That's a good place to talk back right there. That's a good place to just talk back right there. Uh, you ever seen these commercials? Uh, I know you have. Like they're advertising prescription drugs, and you know they'll say something. Let's just call it metrofloxian. I'm gonna make up a medicine. Metrofloxian. I hope nobody's taking metrofloxian. I mean, uh, I just made that up. So, so like they'll say something like clinically approved. You've seen that? And then something fascinating. Right on the heels of that, they say side effects may include. Right, they say itching, burning, sweating, swelling, coughing, nausea, constipation, vomiting, lower back pain, hair loss, temporary paralysis. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And you're thinking after you find out what comes with it, I'm not sure if I, any, if I want it. If you're taking notes, I want you to write something down. Don't allow what comes with it to get in the way of what you want. Yeah, don't allow what comes with it to get in the way of what you want. <clears throat> My wife, Pastor Tracy, some of y'all have probably already picked this up, but she's a very gregarious gal. She's outgoing. She's the life of the party. She's a bit loud. <laughs> uh, when we first got married, I didn't want her loud. I wanted, I wanted her docile. I wanted her submissive, like a little prissy little woman. I wanted her quiet. I wanted to shush her. But she was loud. I mean, she talks loud. We can be in the car and she's on the phone and she's talking loud like they're in just, I mean, just she, she laughs loud. She dresses loud. Her hair is loud. Her shoes is loud. When she walks in the room, you're going to know she's entering into the room. She's loud. And there would be times I remember we would be out to dinner with couples or we'd be in church in meetings and she'd get loud and I'd kick her under the table. I'd, I'd just like, shh. Kick her in her shin under the table. Don't feel sorry for her because she's kicked me under the table a few times <laughs> in 30 years of marriage as well. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all kicked somebody under the table before. <laughs> and I'll never forget one time we were in a staff meeting or something and uh, she was starting to get loud and I kicked her under the table to Cheshire and the Holy Spirit convicted me and spoke to me very specifically. And here's what he said to me. I was leaving out of the office and the Holy Spirit said, it's interesting how you want her quiet in boardrooms, but you like her loud in other rooms. Some of y'all get that on the ride home. You're a, light bulb, a light bulb will go off on the ride home. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? In other words, the Holy Spirit was saying, make up your mind. In other words, here's the thing. I wanted her love. I wanted her looks. I wanted her loyalty. I even wanted her laughter. But I had to learn it came with her loud. My question is, do you want what comes with it? Yeah, do you want what comes with it? 
And so I guess, you know, at the end of the day, Caleb was showing us he wasn't going to allow what came with it to get in the way of what he wanted. Caleb said, let us go up at once and possess the land for we are well able to possess it. Do I have any Caleb's in the house today? Come on, I'm overwhelmed with your enthusiasm. I said, do I have, <laughs> do I have any Caleb's in the house this morning? Yeah, 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 amen. <laughs> so, uh, number two, I want you to write this one down. Uh, before I get to that, do you want what comes with it? Like, like maybe someone, pastor, talked about prayer. Maybe someone's praying for the Holy Ghost and fire, right? Fire. You want fire. But how many know heat comes with it? You can't say, give me the fire and hold the heat, right? You can't say, you know, I want the oil, the anointing, the oil, but the crushing of the olive comes with it. Uh, you can't save the olive and still get the oil. There's an old movie uh, Denzel Washington played in called Fences, and he said something throughout the movie, very interesting. He made this statement. He said, you got to take the crookeds with the straights. In other words, you got to be able to learn how to take what comes with it. There's this old saying that says, no pain. Come on, help me preach, Life Church. No, no pain, no gain. In other words, it's telling us that oftentimes there are things that pain comes with it. Like, like pain comes with gain. It just comes with it. Pain comes with gradual change. It just comes with it. Pain comes with growth. It comes with it. Like when a child is teething, pain comes with teething. Isn't that interesting? Teething isn't bad. Teething isn't negative. Teething isn't a curse. Teething is a natural process to growth. But pain comes with it. And when a woman wants to be pregnant and have a child, she can go to the doctor and say, Doctor, I want to get pregnant. And then her feet start swelling up. She starts experiencing lower back pain. She's uncomfortable because she can't sleep on her stomach, but she has to sleep on her back all night. Her hormones is out of whack. Her appetite is crazy. And then she goes back to the doctor and she says, Doc, I don't want all that. I just want to be pregnant. But how many of you know all of that comes with it? <clears throat> My question is, do you want what comes with it? I remember a few years ago, uh, I had a trainer in my church. We were in the gym. He's training me, and I'm on the bench press, and I'm benching, and I'm benching, and I'm trying to get out. And I think, you know, I'm at, it's hurting, and I'm screaming, no, I can't do anymore. It hurts. I'm like on my eighth or my ninth one. And I think because he was a member of my church, and he took the opportunity to yell at his pastor. And, <laughs> and he said, Pastor, he said, you got to push past the pain. He said, you got to push past the pain. He said, you got to push past the pain. I believe God sent me to Green Bay today to Life Church to tell somebody it's time for you to push past the pain. Whether that's the pain in your marriage, push past it. Whether that's the pain of raising a teenager, push past it. Whether that's the pain that you've been dealing with with some ailment in your body, you got to push past it. Whether that's the pain of going to a job you don't like, you got to push past it. Whether that's the pain of trying to get a business off the ground, you got to push past it. Because you know what I know? That when that woman is in a birthing suite and the doctor is telling her to push, just keep pushing, just keep pushing, eventually she's going to push past the pain and she's going to deliver a child into this world and that represents the promises of God to us. But you got to learn how to push past the pain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so Caleb did that. He said, let us go up at once and possess the land. Here's the second thing I want you to write down. Sometimes we don't have what we want because we can't handle what comes with it. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have what we want 
because we can't handle what comes with it. I got a couple of guys going to come up on stage and illustrate something for me if you guys will come now. While they're coming, I'm going to read this scripture to you. It says in Mark chapter 10, 28, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Look up here at me. Think about this. Peter's telling Jesus, we left everything to follow you. In other words, he's almost saying, like, you know, we've become broke. I've given up my business, my boats, all my fishing gear, my nets, you know, and and I've made a great sacrifice to follow you. We've left everything. We're broke, busted, and disgusted, don't have a pot to cook in nor a window to throw it out of. In other words, he said, we don't have anything. And, And Jesus starts to correct his thinking. Jesus says, hold on, wait a minute, Peter. In verse 29, he says, uh, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But listen to this. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, plural. Brethren, plural. Sisters, plural. Mothers, plural. Children's, plural. Lands, plural. Here it is. With persecutions. and in the world to come, eternal life. This is one of the things I love about the church of the living God because he said that if you give up something for me, here's what you're going to get back in return. And one of the things I love that we get back with the local church presents to us as people, as, as humans, is that whatever we did not get in our biological families, God said, I set this entity called the church in the earth and you can get it in a spiritual family. So whatever you didn't get from an unhealthy mom or an unhealthy dad or a dysfunctional family, God said, I'm going to set a church and I'm going to give you pastors. I'm going to give you fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters to show you what it means to operate in a healthy way in a family. The family is called the family of God. Isn't that good news? I'm so grateful for churches like Life Church because that's what it gives us. It gives us a family that we can operate in. Now, here's what's interesting. He said, he said that when you give up things for me, he said, you're going to get some things back. He said, houses, lands, brothers, sisters, you know, all of that plural, right? I'm going to call those the promises of God. I'm going to call this young man the promises of God. He's the promises of God. All right. But it's interesting. He says those promises come with something. He said... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, y'all know where I'm getting. The promises come with persecution. He's persecution. Notice I made the promises much bigger than the persecution. Because how many of you know that the promises of God do outweigh the persecution that comes from people? What's interesting oftentimes is that we can't see the promises because we get so focused and locked in on the persecution and we become blinded to the promise. This is why sometimes you just got to take a step back out of whatever the situation and the problem is so that you can get a full scope of what God is doing in your life so that you can see and remember that he has made you some promises. That promise might be a husband. That promise might be a wife. That promise might be a child. That promise might be healing. That promise might be peace. That promise might be joy unspeakable and full of glory. That promise might be a a, a better job or promotion. That promise might be a business. You know what the promise is. He said when that promise comes, though, it just doesn't come alone. It doesn't come by itself. It always has a running buddy, a partner that comes with it, and it's called 
persecution. And God told me years ago, he said, son, the reason some people don't have the promise is because they can't handle the persecution. He said, but if you show me you can handle the persecution, you can have as much promise as you want. Come on, that's a good place to say amen. Step back just a couple steps for me. So, 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 so David somewhat illustrates this for us. Uh, David, remember God, he tells us, uh, David's father, Jesse tells him, he said, take some lunch up to your brothers because they're in the battle. They're hungry. So David goes up there to feed his brothers lunch. When David gets up there, he hears one of these sons of Anak out there talking smack to the children of Israel, selling wolf tickets. And David can't figure out for the life of him. He says, he says why are y'all hiding scared? He's like, is there not a cause? And, 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 and David said, someone rehearsed to me what shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine. And they said, oh, great prizes, great property, great fruit, great grapes are going to come. His father's house should be free in Israel. He should be free of paying taxes. And he gets the king's daughter's hand in marriage. David said, hold on, rehearse to me again? What should be done to the man who killed him? And they rehearsed it again. David had so much boldness and courage come up in him. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? In other words, David was saying he has no covenant with God and I got a covenant with God. And he said, who is he? Who is this joker? He is uncircumcised. I am of the circumcision. David said, let me at him. I'll cut his head off. I'll feed his carcasses to the fowls of the air that everybody might know there's a God in Israel. And y'all know the end of the story of what David did to Goliath. They thought this was a David and Goliath story when I brought them down the hall and told them I was going to use them for an illustration. And they were partly right about it because you know what's interesting? That, 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 that Goliath didn't have what David had. When they get back into the city, they were saying, oh, Goliath uh, or Saul didn't have what David had, I should say. They said Saul killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. Saul didn't have what David had. David's brothers didn't have what David had. All those men in the army Israel, they didn't have what David had. You know why? Because they weren't willing to deal with and handle the persecution. And so God says, if you can handle the persecution, he said, you can have the promises of God. Come on, come on. Give them a good hand clap. Thank you guys so much. Come on, isn't that good? And so, what did I say? Some people don't have uh, what they want because they can't handle what comes with it. Let me give you this third one, and this is the final one. I'm going to take somewhat of a turn here. It's God's will that you want everything that comes with it. Let me explain this. It's God's will that you want everything that comes with it. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He says that when we seek God's kingdom, there's some things that come with it. Isn't that wonderful? Things. Don't ever let someone get so spiritual to make you feel bad for wanting or having things. Because God knoweth the things that you have need of. Things are okay. Things are good. That's just a part of serving God. He adds things. And don't ever apologize for what he's adding in your life. God is an adder. That's just what he does. God is a multiplier. That's just what he does. I tell our church all the time, people are like mathematics. People are adders 
or they're subtractors. They're multipliers or they're dividers. And you have to determine what kind of person you want to be. And then you have to determine what kind of people you want to run with. I don't know about you, but I want to run with adders and multipliers, not subtractors and dividers. Come on, somebody. God says, if you seek the kingdom, he said, I'm going to add all of these desires that you have. It's interesting because if you would have went into the streets early this morning in Green Bay and told all the people in Green Bay, listen, if you come to church today, if you come to my church today, I will give you the antidote, the prescription for success. How many of you know everybody wants success? How many of you in here want success? I mean, I do. I mean, and whatever you've defined that to be, come on, let me see your hands. Don't let me see your hands. Yeah, that's just pretty much everybody wants success. Everybody out in the streets of Green Bay wants success, but they don't always know how to achieve it. But if you tell them, listen, if you come to church with me today, I'm going to give you the antidote for success. And they came in here and they filled this place up. You say, Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Wow. That's it. Seek God first. God told me years ago, he said, son, if you take care of my business, he said, I'll take care of your business. Hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom. He put the chronological order there. Put God first. Seek God first. And then all these other things that you desire, God said, if just good measure, I'll add them to your life. The building that we're in now in our church, it's about three, size, three times the size of the building that we were previously in. We've been in it for a few years um, and uh, it's interesting because we paid less for this building than the building that we were in. That was three times as small, smaller than what we're in. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, uh, we said we're going to use this building to seek the kingdom. This building is going to help us better seek the kingdom. In other words, it's going to help us save more souls to seek the kingdom. It's going to help us, you know, uh, teach uh, teaching, life-changing teaching to people that may transform their marriages and their lives and so on and so forth. It's going to help us seek the kingdom. It's going to help us feed more people in our community and feed more people in our city. It's going to help us seek the kingdom. And I'll never forget on signing day when we closed, I learned, uh, I did not know it until then, there were some things that were going to come with it. Like the previous church that left us, they left us with hundreds and hundreds of these beautiful sanctuary chairs. It's just what came with it. They left us with a full-fledged uh, furnished kitchen with two refrigerators, two microwaves, two stoves, two dishwashers, and an ice maker. It just came with it. They left us with a plethora of dishes and silverware and glassware. It came with it. They left us with, I think, three or four uh, LED overhead projectors. It came with it. They left us with a digital 32 sound uh, uh, channel uh, soundboard. It came with it. They left us with uh, a credenza in our conference room that's still there in our conference table that was worth over $5,000. It came with it. They left us with a garage in the back that had all these tools and ladders in it. It came with it. The interesting thing is, all I was believing God for was the building. But because I said, God, I'm going to use this building to seek the kingdom, God said, I'm going to add a whole bunch of other stuff to come with it. And there's someone sitting here today who's believing God for one thing, but God told me to tell you, Life Church, He's about to add some other things some more things, come on, just out of good measure that's going to come with it. Why? Because you put God first. You're a seeker of the kingdom first. And he said, when you do that, he said, I'm going to add some things. The interesting thing is you cannot inherit it what you're ignorant of. Wow. 
You cannot. This is why I said it's God's will for you to want everything that comes with it. But you cannot inherit it what you're ignorant of. It's like one day these disciples, they were walking by and uh, some of the disciples asked these men had they received the Holy Spirit. They said, we have not even heard there be a Holy Spirit. So how are we going to inherit what we're ignorant of? Are you hearing me? Let me finish with a quick story here. This gentleman, he uh, was wanting to take a cruise, first cruise. He's been his lifelong dream to take a cruise. He finally saved up enough money to take a cruise, bought his ticket, he got on the cruise. First night on the cruise, he walks by the dining hall and he looks in the dining hall and he can see that people are in there eating lavishly. I mean, it's just steaks and prime rib and potatoes and asparagus and butter and sour cream and asparagus. And he just sees all different types of breads and he's in with a big dinner plate eyes. He's looking in, licking his chops, but all of a sudden he just kind of drops his head in sadness and he walks back to his cabin and he goes in his cabin and he opens up a brown paper bag and he pulls out a bologna sandwich. Second thing happens the second night. He walks by the dining hall. This night, it's seafood night, and they got all the lobster and all the, you know, king crab legs and all of the, all of the uh, shrimp and swordfish and, and all kinds of different desserts. And he's looking in again with excitement, but again, he drops his head in sadness, and he goes back to his cabin. He opens up another brown paper bag, and he pulls out a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Third night, the same thing happens. He goes by the dining hall, and he looks in, and they're eating lavishly, and again, he drops his head in sadness wishing that he could go in and he goes to his cabinet and just about the time he goes into his cabin, this time the captain of the ship noticed him and he follows him back to the cabin. He goes in and he's about to reach into another brown paper bag to pull out a tuna fish sandwich but the captain knocks at the door. He opens up the door and he says, hi captain. And the captain says, sir, he said, I've noticed that you've been on the cruise all week long but you haven't dined with us one evening. He said, is something a matter? Has someone offended you? And the man said, no, captain. He said, I, I, I spent every dime I had just to get on the ship. He said, I can't afford to eat like that. And the captain said, no, no, sir. He said, it's all inclusive. He said, every breakfast comes with it. Every lunch comes with it. Every dinner comes with it. The midnight buffet comes with it. The old saints used to tell us when we were growing up, Jesus paid it all. Come on, in other words, once you got saved, Jesus punched your ticket to salvation and all heaven comes with it. When you become a Christian, peace comes with it. When you become a Christian, joy comes with it. When you become a Christian, healing comes with it. When you give your heart to Christ, forgiveness comes with it. Faith comes with it. Favor comes with it. Financial blessing comes with it. My question to you this morning is do you want what comes with it? Hold on. When you receive the Holy Spirit, power comes with it. When you receive the Holy Spirit, a prayer language comes with it. When you receive the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit come with it. When you receive the Holy Spirit, comfort comes with it. Guidance comes with it. My question is, do you want what comes with it? When you join a great church like this, great pastors come with it. When you join, yeah, that's a good place to clap. 
When you join a church like this, a spiritual family comes with it. When you join a church like this, life-changing teaching comes with it. Come on. When you join a church like this, a church that's doing damage to the kingdom of darkness comes with it. My question is, do you want what comes with it? When you praise God, prison doors opening up comes with it. Come on, I said when you praise God, prison doors opening up comes with it. Come on, the Bible says that Paul and Silas are in prison and around about midnight they start praying and praising God. The bands were loose, the prison doors flung open because that's what comes with it. When you praise God, protection comes with it. The Bible says praise stops the enemy, steals the avenger right in his tracks. That's what comes with it. When you praise God, planning for your prosperity strategically comes with it. I'm in the book because in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 19, it says that Jehoshaphat was about to go into battle and God told Jehoshaphat, he said, I don't want you to send the warriors out first. I don't want you to send out the swords and the shields. I don't want you to send out the spears. He said, I want you to send Judah first. Judah means praise. He said, I want you to send out the praise team. I want you to send out those who got a microphone in their hand and I want them to start praising God saying, for the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. And the Bible says that when they got done praising God, it took them three days to gather up all of the prosperity because that's what comes with it. Come on, church. When you praise God, his presence comes with it. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. That's what comes with it. I'm about done. When you seek the kingdom, when you seek the kingdom, he said righteousness, peace, and joy comes with it. When you seek the kingdom, days of heaven upon the earth comes with it. When you seek the kingdom, he said you get keys to the kingdom. The ability to bind and loose comes with it. When you seek the kingdom, what you shall eat, what you shall wear, what you shall drink comes with it. My question is, do you want what comes with it? with it. Somebody ought to take a moment. Come on, somebody ought to take a moment and give God a good praise and say, I want everything, everything that comes with it. Woo, God bless you, Life Church. Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our message recap podcast. Chew on that. The Chew on That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.